Jim, James, Tim. What's his name? I wrote it down. Jeff. <laughs> Please welcome Jeffrey Lord. Oh, this is for the Jeffrey this Lord is- show. Lord, really? I thought Jeffrey Lord was kind of like a real guy. How are you supposed to be a strong, thrilling, powerful warrior and lover with a name like this? It is like a weak ejaculation. <laughs> Jeff. The Lord is the gatekeeper of all music in Fort Worth. Oh, Jeffrey. If you don't love the Lord, you're F and F. Like, really, is this the level that you sung to, Lord? So I'm done with Jeffrey Lord. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Funky Town Podcast. I am your host, Jeffrey Lord. All right, yeah, settle down, settle down. All right, have a seat, have a seat. <clears throat> I said, have a seat. All right, all right. Um, yeah, it's going to be quick tonight. I'm going to jump right into it because um, I want to get right into the interview. The interview's kind of long. And so, I don't know. Sorry, it's been a few weeks since I've done the podcast. I don't know what my problem's been. I've just been kind of blah lately and i just have had a really hard time making myself do this so today being monday should already have a podcast out i was talking to my buddy dustin from the jerry johnson massacre and i was like dude can i call you tonight talk to you for half an hour or so i gotta do a podcast about something and he's like sure and so that's what i did i just called him and we ended up talking for about an hour and um i didn't have anything planned had a couple ideas what we talk about one of the things i wanted to talk about was the weekly music award coming up this sunday because um, i want you guys to be there and we're going to be there and we're going to be hopefully uh recording a podcast while we're there and so i wanted to kind of talk to him a little bit about it on the podcast and so maybe kind of get you guys excited about going and so um it's a good time. It kind of took a little bit of a, you know, Dustin kind of took a negative stance. He took a negative stance against the weekly. And so, no, but we had a good talk. It was an honest talk. Um, and so I hope nobody gets upset by it. But if you get upset, then, you know, you get upset. Sorry. I don't know. We were just talking. Talking like buddies do. And it was an honest conversation. Um like what we would have if the recorder wasn't on. So I um, hope you enjoy it. It's kind of voyeuristic, I think. But not going to be a lot of music. I'm going to play um, a song I've been wanting to play for several weeks now called Lazy by the Siamese Sips uh, for two reasons. One, because I've been feeling lazy, obviously. And then two, because, man, I really like the Siamese Sips. They've only got a couple of singles out, and um, and I like them both a lot. And I've seen them play, and they sound great. I love their sound, and I cannot wait for full length and then we're going to close it out with a band called the infamous they're awesome and they have a new song called snake skin woman it rocks your balls dust don't appreciate it so we're playing that and so that's it two songs this week and then a really long conversation between me and dustin about music and local music and local newspapers and all kinds of stuff it's fun a good time. I hope you enjoy it. So here we are with Siamese Hips Lazy. You're looking your go closer. 
Now it's time for our interview. Hello, are you peeing? I'm not peeing, no. I've, I've got some kids on my lawn. You got kids on your lawn? Yeah, can you hold on just a second? Sure. Are, are you going to be like, get off my lawn? Hey! Get off my lawn! I'm telling you, I'm giving you one shot. Get! Stop stealing my apples! Get off my lawn! Hell yeah. Alright, hold on. Alright. That's it. I'm done with you. Oh no. Get out of here! Take your damn cat with you, too! Alright, I think they're gone now. You think so? I think so. And they took their cat with them? I think so. If not, I'm gonna gonna shoot it, too. Fire off a couple more? Fire off a couple more. So are you shooting in the air, or are you actually shooting at the kids? I'm just shooting in the air. Okay. They had their backs to me, so under state law, I can't just shoot straight at them. Oh. you got to be careful, because that thing might come down in Robotuner's yard or the Bruce Magnus clan. It, it's just a uh, bird shot. Oh, good. So, shotgun, you know, bird shot. Yeah. So, can you hear the train? I can hear the train. Can you? Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. hot. It's hot in this room, and so I can't have any fans on. I was like, man, it's hot, and it's just like clammy and so I opened the window and I was like the train's gonna come by and there it is but he didn't honk just oh he didn't oh I thought that was a silent zone are they allowed to do that no they're honking all the time over here they'll be honking like in the like late why are they honking it's a bridge right there what are they honking at I think they're honking down the street where there's the, the I don't know I often wonder if it's just huh. because this area of town is has always been it's not technically you know because you have fairmont and stuff but it's still got like a lot of working poor and it just seems like the poor parts of town they're like they don't give a fuck just probably where if it's rich part of town people are going to raise hell i mean let's be honest if you had control of a giant diesel engine that could just annihilate anything in its sight i'd be you want to just honk the horn all the time all the time Especially at three, at three o'clock in the morning, I'm driving through there going, you know, watch this. Just lay on it. No, right right behind our house, it goes from what? I think three tracks to two tracks. And what it is, is like the uh, trains will pull over and stop while other trains pass. And then they'll, it's one of those uh, little areas. So you're, oh, okay. So you're always hearing the train stop. And then every car goes like, kang, 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 kang. You know, when boom, it, boom. And, yep. all the, and the squeeching. Real, it, it's kind of spooky. It is kind of spooky. Trains are spooky. They make some spooky noises in the middle of the night when they're slowing yeah. down, you know, and they're coming to a, a stop. They got all those squealing and screeching noises. And do you ever get over it? I guess not. You're talking about it now. Yeah, no, I enjoy it. I mean, I I don't I don't wake up in the middle of the night as much. At first, man, like because like whenever they stop, those. You've heard them. Those carts kind of like hit each other, or it sounds like they're hitting each other. It's like, clang, clang. Yeah. You know, just kind of echoes. It's loud. Yeah. And it'll scare you if you're not used to it. 
It was like when we lived over yeah, well, on the Lake Worth side of of uh, Fort Worth. Um, we always got the planes, the big old bombers and jets flying over, and you eventually get used to that. Yeah, that's kind of a weird one too. Because you'll be on the phone, and it's like, hang on real fast. It's just like, because you can't hear anything. You just got to wait for the plane to pass. And you're like, okay, they're gone. And then you continue your conversation. That's the way it is. Uh, like, when I work over there sometimes, I'll be talking to someone on the phone and be like, all right, hold on. Yeah. Relax. Someone's taking off. Nothing you can do about it. You just got to hang on. Yep. So right, so right before I called you, um, you were in our little chat room i'm assuming that i've told everybody by now that i'm talking to dustin snyder from the jerry jones time massacre happy 500 by the way oh well thank you thank you thank you it's a good um, time i I gotta play your message i forgot about it this week (laughs) i i was going through everything and i gotta i gotta play it i gotta play it yeah i was walking the dog that night and i was like i need to call him real fast before the show starts but um but yeah before you were in the in in the chat room and you let me and Susie know that Kirstie Alley had passed away. Yeah, bum, just found out about it. Dude, that's a heartbreaker. I love that. That is a heartbreaker, right? I did too. Man, she was one of my first really big, big crushes. I loved her on on Cheers. She was great on Cheers. She's great in Star Trek. I never watched Star Trek. Uh, Well, just that one movie. Oh, okay. Um, And I even forgot which one it was. Was it Undiscovered Country, I think, maybe? Uh-huh. But like she was, a, she was a Vulcan, and Spock had to do some mind meld weird thing with her to find out where some secret meeting was going on or some crap. Anyway, okay. And you were always, and, and you're like me to where you kind of like the bigger, curvier girls. And she was perfection. Yeah. She was tall. She just had all the right curves. She had that big hair. She was so pretty. She's a Rathicon, but like, okay. You know how many times I've seen "Look Who's Talking" when I was a kid. Sure, and she's yeah. she was great. Drop dead gorgeous. I think she was actually nude in. I don't know if I've seen that. I don't think I've ever seen her nude. I think she was topless in it during a, right. a scene, but um, yeah. I mean, it stinks. This is like one that was like, yeah. I I don't know. You, you know. Do you have a list of of actresses like when you're growing up? You're like, man, she she does something for me as an adolescent kid. Yeah, and she was one of the first. Yeah, you know, now I really like my now as a little little boy because I'm four years older than my sister. My mom told me that I could name my sister, and so I named her Jamie, and I named her Jamie after Jamie Summers, the bionic woman. I was, mm-hmm. like, I, was like, I was like, I want to name her Jamie, and it's spelled the same way, which is the boy spelling. I think it's always kind of bothered my sister that she has the masculine spelling of Jamie, but um, it was it was after I was like I want to name her after the bionic woman. And so wait, can, let's rewind here for a second. How did you get this privilege of naming your sister? Like, what did you do? Nothing, my mom. I, I don't even remember. My, I mean, I was like I said, I was three, almost four. My sister was born on the first of March, and I turned four on the eleventh. So I'm, you know, <clears throat> but I don't know. I just remember that she asked me. If there's any, you know, if I if there was a name that I liked or whatever, and I said that I liked Jamie, and so from from that show, and it's funny because she told me that she named me Jeff, and it's after 
this I don't know if you've ever watched Father's Knows Father Knows Best, the old fifties sitcom. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the boy in there the the was his name was Jeff in the show and she always liked him. And you know, and she said when if she ever has a son, she wants to name him Jeff after him. Isn't that random? Isn't that weird and random? Jeff. Oh, mine's way more random. Yeah. Uh I was supposed to be named Levi. Levi's cool. Ooh, Levi Snyder. Yeah. That sounds good. And um, the my mom was shopping. Remember Skaggs Alpha Beta? Uh huh. I do. The grocery store. So she was up shopping one day, and a lady was calling for her son because her son had ran off, and her son's name was Dustin. And she's like, "I like that name." So she's, that's the name I got. She heard it randomly in a in a grocery store. Yeah, so I'm a grocery store child. Dustin, your mom is looking for you on aisle three. <laughs> Dustin to aisle three. Yeah, I really like that name, Dustin. Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty much how it down. <laughs> that's what she tells me. I don't know if that's true. I mean, my mom also says that I could be Pete Townsend's son <laughs> illegitimately or something like that because she went running around with the who during the time period that I was conceived. <laughs> Is that for real? Like she really hung out with the Who? She really went. She was uh, a big Who fan and went and ran around with them and stuff. That's, like that's cool. When she got out of school, her my dad. She was a Who fan, and my biological dad was a big Rolling Stones fan. So they all just went running around chasing the bands around when I was younger, or before I was born. Sorry, I wasn't even born yet, so yeah. I was really young. But yeah, before I was born, so. Um, like somehow along the way, my biological dad did some work with the Rolling Stones and he did some work with Rush and photography work. And I don't remember which Rush record it is, but he's uh, his photos are all inside of it because he did. He went on tour with them and did a bunch of infrared photography at the time. Did he cook any turkeys? No, he didn't cook any turkeys with it. The flashes wouldn't stay on long enough. Okay. But he, uh, like, it was a, he told me one time that it was a big ordeal. It it turned into a big ordeal because, like, tour managers like, you can't be running around with flashes on stage. It'll distract performers. He's like, no, no, no. This is all, I'm using infrared film, and these are infrared flashes. You'll never see them go off. And that was the thing. You never saw them go off. Huh. And he snapped a bunch of pictures, and then inside one of the Rush records, I can't remember, one of the live records um, or something along those lines, the, the photos are in there. I'm not a Rush fan. I'm not a huge Rush fan. I'll listen to some Rush, but I'm not like, I don't eat them up. I never like got some people do. I could, I, I could never get past the voice. That's the big hang-up that a lot of people have is I'd never, and the music was weird to me, too. At least yeah, as progressive compared as to it what is, I, heard. I get, I get bored with it. It's like, go to the next part, keep going, come on, let's do, let's do something else. Yeah, but I know a lot of people that it's that's their gods, and you can't talk about them. Yeah, so we better not talk about them, or we'll be hunted down. Right, the Canadians. Rebo Tuner will come get us because he's a huge Rush fan. That's funny. Is he really? Yeah. Yeah, now, yeah. Um, I, I think you have to be into that that kind of complicated music and stuff, 
and maybe you're a musician that can write it and play it and appreciate it because my musical playing has always been kind of sloppy and very just cowboy campfire acoustic guitar kind of stuff and so mm-hmm. maybe i can never appreciate the tom sawyer and things like that i can appreciate the drums you know and i can appreciate that somebody's playing bass and playing a keyboard part with their feet yeah that's really awesome yeah you know but i could just never there's a lot of bands like that like do you like neil young i can never get into neil young and he's supposed to be this great storyteller and creative artist and you know innovator and all this stuff and it's like i just never could get into him neil young i'm kind of the same way it's like i like what i like of his but i can't i don't like appreciate or love the whole catalog like hardcore neil young fans do and see i feel, um, like, I, feel like I should be a, a neil young fan like, i remember telling a friend of mine once like yeah, i want to make a i like to make a record about a small town you know, just like every song is about the different people in this small town, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, yeah, that's been done. Neil, Neil Young did it. It's called Greendale. I was like, what? And I went to the library and they had the Neil yeah. Young. And I listened to it and it's like, it's it was good. It was fine. You know, I mean, conceptually, I liked it. It's just there was nothing about it that made me want to listen to it again and again and again and again. You know? Yeah, so, I get it. And so I like his ideas and it's like, you know, some of the the concepts of his songs I can I, I can appreciate. So now I'm going to go along the same thread and any hardcore Fort Worth musicians, I'm going to piss a lot of them off. I still don't quite get Towns Van Zant. He's kind of in that same c- category where you're supposed where you're supposed to love him. I mean, he's a he's a native son and he's a brilliant songwriter and you know, and I try and I just I can't I never got never got him. I'm right there with you. I don't, I don't get it. Um, a lot of people go off about him. Um, you know, you want me to push that button even further is Stevie Ray Vaughan. I appreciate some of his songs, but I don't love, I, I can't listen to a ton of him. Well, Throw me a song on every once in a while, but I get, tired of bored of it and i don't i don't own any stevie ray bond i don't either i don't own any towns van zandt i do own some neil young and i do own rush but yeah people fall up that you know blues players around here you know fall up the altar of stevie ray bond and i don't get it yeah, I think it's just because of his, his guitar playing. He was such a fantastic guitar player. But at the end of the day, it's still yeah, blues. And you kind of get bored with, with blues, you know. I mean, you really have to be a just a nut about that kind of music. Because I, I can't listen to a lot of B.B. King or even go back to, like, Lead Belly. Because I've tried to get into some of these old blues artists. Because I like, I like that guitar style of, 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 you know, playing. And it's the more simplistic, you're more boxy scales and stuff, just some note bins, mm-hmm. you know? So I try to get into it, but it's like, man, after a while, it's just, I, I do, I, I get kind of bored. It's great in a mix, but a whole blues album or a whole reggae album or some of that, I just, you know, and I think that's the, that Stevie Ray kind of falls into that. It's like, it's good, <laughs> but every song is a blues song, <laughs> you know? Um. Yeah. Let's talk about reggae. Same thing. I'm not big on reggae. 
Now, I, I do appreciate like, it. I like. I get what's going on. Have you ever seen? But it beats me down. Have you ever seen Dread Zeppelin? Where it's the, I have. Because that's because yeah. they did they did some great stuff because it's it's like reggae music. No, it's it's Led Zeppelin songs, but the reggae music sung by an Elvis impersonator named Tortelvis. And yeah, it, and to me, it's one of the greatest things I've ever come across. If um, if we're gonna piss off local people and local music, <laughs> well, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to do that at all. But let's keep going. Uh, do you listen to Buddy Whittington, See, local I, blues I'm, guitar player? No, I don't even know that much of his stuff. My dad was a was a huge fan of his, and um, my uncle did played with him quite a bit, and. I think he's actually up in the music awards this year, the Fourth Weekly Music Awards. Mm-hmm, I think. He's up for an award. Um, I saw him. Uh, uh, my buddy uh, uh, Larry, that died, you know, just earlier this year. Mm-hmm. He had that big reception uh, downtown at his son's uh, museum. Yeah, Jay. Okay. Uh, yeah, Jay Wilkinson. Um, or a stepson and buddy was there and it was good to see him. It was cool. I've known him through my dad, and my uncle, but yeah, it was, uh, um, he's a good dude. If you want to get into some like local blue stuff, there you go. And I probably, and I, I tend to enjoy it a lot more when it's local. That's why I really want to get into like town fans Ant cause he's, it seems like every local person, you know, whether it's like somebody like Cameron Smith or Vincent Ellen, Emerson or, you know, even my buddy Nick, who's really into, you know, he's like, why don't you like Towns Van Zandt? He's like, that should be right up your alley. That should be, you should have every album in your collection. I'm like, I I just, I haven't gotten, maybe one day I will. Still, like whenever, I think I was like in high school and my best friend at the time was also my cousin. Um, he kept trying to get me to like John Prine. He's like, dude, because I would write songs. He's like, dude, you would love John Prine. He has the same kind of sense of humor you do. I think you would like his songs. He's really clever. He plays guitar. And I just could not get into John. That, that's another one that's like huge that everybody was just like, you know, this man, you know, is one of the greats. And I was just like, I never got John Prine. I do like the Illegal Smile no. song, you know. But, um, but yeah, I try to, you know, because people are like, <laughs> Knowing who you are, knowing what you like, you ought to like this. And whenever you hear that a few different times, you're like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And John Prine and Town Van Zandt are two of them that I've just been like, I really want to like it, but I never go back for another listen. When I was growing up, uh, one of the in my teens and twenties, one of the ones I was constantly flamed for was. Not getting Sublime. Oh, see, I like Sublime. I don't get them. I don't get Incubus. I think some of their, I, I think some of their lyrics are kind of problematic. Um, I get really uncomfortable with some of their songs. I'm like, all right, man, this is a little bit, you know, for like radio type stuff. Incubus, I kind of like just because I was, I really got into that um, when I first really got into my Mike Patton phase, and I was listening to all this. T- type of stuff I needed more and Incubus was a good kind of like Mike Patton light 
you know? You needed more than all the stuff Mike Patton was putting out well, at the at, time? at the time, it was all that I knew <laughs> as far as, like, I mean, I'd already heard, like, the Mr. Bungle albums, all three of those, you know, and I was familiar with the Faith No More stuff, and he, he hadn't done Tomahawk and, yet. And so, oh, he hadn't done Dumb and Phantomos, right? Well, he may he might have done the first Phantomos record, but that's way out there. Um, yeah, but I don't think Phantomos was out, I don't think pe- that Peeping Tom was out, and all the millions of other things that he has. But yeah, no, that was that was kind of one of those. If you like Mr. Bungle, you might like Incubus, and I like that. Um, the Fungus Among Us album, I think that was the one that I really kind of liked. It was always too chick rocky for me. Like, you know, I was listening to heavier and harder stuff, and then like chicks would show up and want to put on, you know, Incubus, and I was like, "Well, this ain't cool." <laughs> <laughs> like Incubus or Sugar Ray or Candlebox, and I'm like, "No, this this isn't rock. This isn't good." Man, so there was like what two Candlebox songs? You and um. What was the other one? Um, but those two Candlebox songs were like freaking great. I thought they were awesome. I know I, I get the record and it's like only the, the two or three songs that were on the radio are the only songs that are any, any, any good. But I'll still play those those two Candlebox songs. I just can't remember what the other one's called. It's you and oh, whatever. But yeah. I like the songs. Uh, I don't know. It was uh, Far Behind. Was that one of them? I'm just looking at what popped up first. What was it? Cover Far Behind. Yeah, no, yeah, or, that's yeah, that, that's that. That's one of them. That's that. You left me far behind. Left me far behind. Left, I, I know the yeah, 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 yeah. So I got sucked into yeah, going and seeing them one time. Did it anyway? Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, that was a a girl driven thing. Of, you know, being in high school or something, maybe just out of high school, but got sucked into going and seeing them. And yeah, they did like a like a twenty minute version of that song, and I wanted to smash my head in. I was like, really? <laughs> that weird guitar intro. Yeah. And it's like, come on, guys, come on. Let's see, I liked them, but they were that was just they were one of those bands that was in that weird movement to where it's like it wasn't hair rock or the glam metal, the the Motley Crue, Poison, White Lion, all that kind of stuff, but it also wasn't grunge. And it was kind no. of, it was kind of almost in the middle. You couldn't quite you didn't quite know what to make of it. They were a uh, chicks will dig us, and we will not have any songs about heroin version of Allison Chains. Because they were from Seattle, weren't they? Aren't they? Were they? I think they're a Seattle band. Maybe not. I oh, remember. they were. Yeah, okay. They are from Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. I got them pulled up right here because I was looking for that song. But okay. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> now, overall, you know, now if they were playing at a festival and I was walking by and they're playing one of the songs that I liked, I'd I'd stop and raise my lighter and sing along. You know. Yeah, they're the perfect band for whatever that that wildflower festival is, like up in Addison. That's oh, a great band. Cool. Sure. Yeah, you see Smash Mouth and then Candlebox. I was trying to. Th- I can't remember if, if I've seen 
Smash Mouth. Did did you go to the Foo Fighters show that was at um, the bowling alley? What was that place called? In at Dallas? Bronco Bowl? Yeah, at Bronco Bowl. Um, I did. With the, it was a color and shape tour? Yes. Who that's opened? where I played video games with the entire band. Oh, wow. Okay. Because so, who opened? got there super, super early and played video games with the entire band. Played race car games with... Uh, the whole band so that, that's <laughs> sweet yeah um no the band that opened for them i don't know i was uh, thinking it was like smash mouth or something it wasn't smash mouth it was i can see them i thought they started with an m <sighs> Uh, now I was thinking I, I seen, think it was. I was thinking that I've seen Smash Mouth before, and I was thinking that might have been the time because I because I feel like I've seen them at this at the Bronco Bowl, and I don't remember. I think I might have just got free tickets because I wasn't really into. Because if I get free tickets to go to a, a popular show or whatever a mainstream show, I'll go. Just and I the, can't think of who opened for them. I can pull up their set list. There were 17 songs played at that show. Oh, really? And I remember being like, I thought it was cool as shit because there was two drum sets on stage mm-hmm. and they opened with My Hero and Dave and whoever was playing drums that time, I can't remember the guy's name, but they were ripping through My Hero together. And it was like this long intro start the show off. And then Dave got off the drum set and came down and grabbed a guitar and it was like second song in, which according to this was this is a call was he cut his finger open yeah. and blood just started splattering all over the guitar and I was like oh shit that's rock and roll and it was like a white Gretsch I think with like gold trim or something it was a it was a white guitar yeah. it was beautiful and the blood just stood was gorgeous. out yeah. I was like holy crap yeah yeah that show was awesome because that was like at the time it was pretty much the first album and Color and the Shape in its entirety. And I was like, man, this this show's great. It's my favorite Foo Fighters show ever. It still is. That was my favorite Foo Fighters show. I think, think it's all the time. I think it's the only one I, that I've seen. <laughs> There's so I, um, I, probably should talk about something Fort, Fort Worth related. Fun. So no, we were thinking about. You sent me a message this morning, and I was going to ask you the same thing if you wanted to kind of podcast at the weekly awards i would like to i, I would too um, so i think that'd be fun so anybody that's listening if they want to find us or whatever because we'll kind of would do you want to do like we did last time where we just kind of just set up and like kind of mystery science theater 3000 it slash interview people that are walking by yeah um that's totally cool and then you know just as the night goes on the problem i have is that uh I might, I might be a little bit late because I have a cowboy game that day, and it's a noon kickoff on Sunday against the Texans. But hopefully, I'll be wrapped up by three, home by four thirty ish. What time does the thing start? Five, six. See, I gotta like look that. it up. I'm not even sure what time it starts. <laughs> but I'm gonna talk to Matt too, and see if he's interested in going, and we'll. 
you know, reach out there or, you know, I can, if he's not open to do it, I can bring you, uh, my little board and the backpack full of goods. If you want to get started before I get there. Okay. Because I don't know if they're going to fire off like right off the bat or if it's like there's a happy hour beforehand like there has been in the past. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just saw the flyer finally on Facebook. It was like, oh, this has been the weirdest set of um, awards I think we've ever had from the Four Horse Weekly. It has. But I think it's just coming out of the COVID year. I really feel like that. They just was like, hey, you know what? We should, COVID's over with, and we should probably try to get this award thing going again and you know, just knock it out real fast. And so we can say the, that we've done it. Once we get one under our belt, then we can kind of, at least that's what I'm hoping. They just kind of, you know, when, wanted to get it out before the end of the year so they could say that they did it and then kind of get, get it going. And I don't know. Do you like it better in, in the summertime or do you like it better around the holidays? Um. So the... Dallas Observer Music Awards moved to around this time of the year. Oh, did they? Okay. And when it's cooler, it is nicer when it's cooler, I think, because you're not sweating your balls off. Like, it always seemed like it was just hot as hell during the um, the old mm-hmm. with Weekly Music Awards. Because it's, you know, it's in club June. To club and doing July, all this. yeah. Yeah, it's just hot as hell. So, um, I think doing it uh, in the fall is a little better. Now, you start getting close to holidays and all that crap, you know, it, it might affect attendance. But I think this should be a pretty good weekend because this is a one of those middle weekends where everybody's just chilling out before. Yeah, you're coming off Thanksgiving before the end of the year takes off with Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, I think it's a good weekend for it too. No, I'm excited about it. I hope there's a good turnout, you know. And so, and I'm not really sure kind of what. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure what to expect as far as what kind of show. Who's doing MC stuff? Who's who's you know how they're going to introduce the awards or any of that kind of stuff. So I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to how they're going to do it. I think Uh, I think that you have to go in with no expectations or low, either none or low, because. If if you go in expecting some of the stuff that's gone on in in the past years, it's probably not going to be the same. Yeah, I just uh, you're right. Yeah, I, I'm just going to go in and be like, whatever happens, happens. It's it's just another excuse to hang out with everyone. Yeah, and I remember remember on a Sunday night. I mean, one of the last ones we did at the at the Ridgely. Um, what did what what did they do to start off the show? Remember they had like hula hoopers or remember it was some weird. Do you, you don't remember that? It was the beginning of of the show. It was at the Ridgely, and like the opening act wasn't a band. It was like oh, I don't remember what they were doing, but we found it really odd and very strange. Do you remember it was like hula hoops or something? A bunch of girls with hula hoops or. All right, never mind. I, th- I thought you would remember. I thought your memory was better than mine. I don't. I don't remember this. Everything runs together. The with the the only thing that stands out with the Fort Worth Weekly ones is like the year the uh, Burning Hotels played their final show at it. Um, 
No, this was the heavy metal year. Uh, the one, Warlock playing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it was when that Warlock year. played all that. Yeah, I yeah. think it was that year when when Warlock played. That was a cool year. Um, but unfortunately, I I gotta I gotta put it to this: the Dallas Observer kills the Fort Worth Weekly when it comes to their award shows. Like they do it upright because they'll have you know fifteen bands play. They'll have two stages of bands playing and then celebrities showing up like Mike Madonna or one or two of the Dallas Cowboys and um, a keg up there on stage where you can do keg stands while you're accepting your award. Now that's cool. But <laughs> that it is always cool. But it is Dallas and it's just yeah. like so much bigger. You know. And in the words of, you know, of, of someone we all know and love, fuck Dallas. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, I mean, if if you went the same way, it's like if I, I'm sure that 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 like Houston has their own version of 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 the same thing. It, with all the resources and stuff that goes on there, it's it's probably. Um, well, Fort Worth's got a lot of resources. Let's get you know, send your shout outs. Get I mean, get people out there. You can get Leon up there he, if he's in town. Um, get uh. Um, what's her name? Uh, the Bass Lady I don't like. Get her up there. Sasha Bass? Yeah, get Sasha Bass. Sasha Bass could give out an award, and we can see how that works out. Get Harrison Ford. Get Harrison Ford if he's in town. Getting some of his Avoca coffee, which the trailer for Indy 5 looks good. Hopefully it holds up. That's funny. No, we're still, Um, I'm just saying, as far as the... You got got Fort Worth celebrities you could use. You got. I just don't think it's ever been a hundred percent thought out. Like I know when I worked at the Observer, the award show was one of the biggest things they spent time on every year, and it was like the entire staff was on it, making sure it was the coolest thing ever. And I don't think, you know, I don't sit in the Fort Worth Weekly office, but it doesn't feel like that's the case it feels like it's just kind of thrown together because even you know the people that are reading off that are the MCs or whatever the guest uh award presenters or whatever is all like thrown together very last minute yeah in previous years so i don't know it's it's one of those things if you want quality you got to care about something but i don't know like you said, we're getting back to it. We're coming out of COVID. At least this is happening. Right. I hope there's a good turnout. I know there's a lot of people that are upset about them. Um, and have said they probably won't come just because there's the same five bands nominated for everything over and over and over again. But this nomination process was weird. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I try to tell everybody that everybody that comes and bitches at me about it. I'm like, the nomination process was weird this year. Because none of us knew we were nominating anyone. We thought you were putting in a winner. Yeah, yeah. It was it was weird, and it, and it wasn't clear. But now that's you know, they're kind of like, we didn't nominate anybody. We, the readers did it, and so. Yeah, but you. It would have been nice if that was the. The way it was clearly put out there, you know. 
Yeah, I'm not so sure that it didn't start off one way and then end up another. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm not either. I mean, there. I mean, I mean, sometimes these things are are fluid, and um, I don't know. It's just I know it seems like whenever COVID did hit, everybody starts downsizing. Everybody goes to skeleton crews and all this kind of stuff. And once things starts coming back, nobody's really expanding. Everybody's kind of like, yeah, we were able to kind of get this done with our skeleton crew, and 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 they're trying to continue to do that. I don't know if that's happening at the at the at the weekly or not, but I know that, that that's happening at a lot of places. At a lot of yeah, you know, they were they were oh, we're able to get a get by on ten employees instead of thirty. Let's just keep going with ten. You know, if we have to go well, to twelve or, or thirteen, then we'll add a, a couple extra. But let's just keep this. You know, and then now it it's just everything is spread out. So i think people are, are taking care my, of more than one thing and you so you really can't care about one thing because you're taking care of like nine things the the my biggest argument about the whole thing is just you're the local paper of this city you're the local alternative paper of this city okay and you're supposed to be covering alternative things now the last few months or whatever it's all been politics and bs and whatever fighting with star telegram i don't know whatever the hell they're doing but give a damn act like you give a damn act like you care and that's the one thing that keeps coming back from everybody i talk to or that gets pissed off about this act like you give a damn and act like you know what's going on you know reach out to the community you have everybody there that does stuff pretty much does it for free you know you're you've gone almost to a freelance newspaper of sort you want everybody to do your work for free just and you pay you know maybe a staff of 12 people or whatever but i don't know act like you give a damn act like you give a damn you've lost so many people in the last year that don't even want to read your paper anymore. See, I wonder. I mean, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be hard because I don't think there's not a lot of people read any paper anymore. You know, the the that medium is slow, is slow slowly dying, and I think it's a shame. Um, yeah, and but I don't know. those the one paper that people will read is a local music or a local alternative publication press that actually cares about the arts and the music and the you know the entertainment the bar scene the food scene all that i don't give a fuck about ed brown's personal fights that he's having at the courthouse against judges he doesn't like oh i like it or no, that I, are trying i to- think it's good i think he's doing good journalism actually i, th- I think that's <laughs> one i think that's one of the things that that they're doing right. He's the only one that's talking about some of the corrupt. Po- 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 but what's it doing? Town. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to change anything. We live in a city where that stuff ain't going to change. But this was a personal fight of his. I don't give a fuck about his personal fight. I, I really don't. Spend those pages on telling me what's going on this week or what is, uh, where's a good place to eat or, you know, What's yeah. the new place that's open that everybody should check out? No, I think you need all His that, but per- I, but I do think you need if you're going to have an alternative press, you have to have an alternative voice that's going to uh, fight the power. Now it may be 
his personal thing or, or, or whatever. But I, I think that, you know, we can argue on that, you know, maybe it can be done better or in a d different way. But I do think having something that fights the system here, whatever system it is, if it's a liberal system, then we have to have somebody that challenges that. If it's a, a conservative system, you have to have writers that challenge that. It, I think that's important for uh, for the journalism, and especially in a, an alternative. Yeah, that could be important, but it gets tiring when it's the same thing week after week after week. And you have a whole bunch of other shit going on that either you're too scared to talk about or you're oblivious of what's going on in your own city because you don't, maybe you don't have enough people at the staff to look out or reach out or actually know what's going on. Yeah. And I think I, or they are completely out of touch. I mean, look at all the people they've ran off that don't even want to work for them anymore. Yeah. See, I don't know all the, all the drama and the rumors but, but, but behind the scene, but I can't imagine that they, I can't imagine that they have a whole lot of when I say like resources, I mean like income, like like money. You know, they have their sales pages, and that's why their their best of is the biggest thing of the year, and I think it's where most of their their focus is because that's where they probably make their most money. But I don't think it's that 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 much, and I think chasing down local bands and stuff probably doesn't pay a lot of the bills, and that's why they don't. That's why they don't care. That's why they don't care about it is because it's. Then I don't know how to how to fix it, but I think there's going to be money interests that are always going to take the priority over the arts and music. Uh, true, but you lose half your readership. I mean, you know, that's another thing that a lot of people say is like, I really forgot they were actually putting out newspapers still because I haven't read them in years because their stories just do not appeal to me or they have totally turned their back on the al the alternative arts of the city or alternative stories. Instead, they're running the same mainstream stories that the Star Telegram's running or vice versa. Or they get on these crazy political tirades on social media, and that turns a lot of people off. Yeah. It turns some people on. I mean, it depends. I think it's hilarious because I love going in there and watching people fight about stuff hilarious yeah, you're always going to turn somebody off at, at, at you know somewhere <laughs> i think that's why i really enjoy meeting the people and it's probably bad um it's the reason why jerry jones has all the has the big media dinner and he has all the media there and, and feeds them and has a concert for them and stuff because he wants them to like him so maybe they don't talk shit about him yeah he, you know and i think that's i think that the weekly would um be better served if they did something similar because every time I meet somebody from the weekly, whether it's Ed Brown or Eric Griffey or whether it's Jennifer, um, it's like, I always generally like them. I think they're decent people. Well, they're all, and they're all that, super nice. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're all so, super nice people. And, and I just can't people, say that they don't care or that they're not trying. Yeah, Cause I just, I, I have to believe, and it's just the Pollyanna in me that, yeah. that they're doing their best, <laughs> you know, and I give them the benefit of the doubt, even though I want it to be so much and better. I, and I know that it can be. I, Surely, I think we all want it to be so much better and yeah. to be way cooler than what it is. It's not cool anymore. That's the thing, right? There's the summary right there. The Fort Worth Weekly is not cool at all anymore. No yeah. one thinks that it was a cool thing to read or to check out or to go get information yeah. anymore yeah, no. or to find out about things. And 
uh, on top of that, I may be a little jaded because they still owe me money for projects in the past. And they still owe, like Susie, money for writing the story about us. You know, if you're going to have people do this work for you, you need to pay them. Yeah, especially if they have a, a platform and they can go online and be like, hey, you know. You, you think you'd want to pay those people off first to make sure that they're not out there telling everybody that they don't pay their bills. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. And, I mean, these the back pages kind of suck now too. That, that used to be, that's where all the money was really made was back in the day of the good old hardcore back pages mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the strip clubs, but they don't even want to pay anymore. <laughs> Do you think if they don't want to pay anymore? Yeah, you're probably right. I was, I was wondering if, if um, they got What to... strip club really needs to advertise anymore? I mean, in a, in a, in a local publication that doesn't get, Look, the I can, circulation it once did. Like, why does Bucks need to? You don't because there are advertisements in there when they everything. They're Bucks. Everybody knows what Bucks is. Well, like even Fort Worth Landmark now. Even if you don't, you just go online and you Google strip clubs, Dallas Fort Worth, and it, you'll have everything that you want to know. You can go under Reddit and you don't have to Google it. You just go <clears> into Maps near right, a strip club, <laughs> right? You know, and that's and that, that's what I'm saying. It's got to be really tough to to drive eyeballs to the weekly well, to any publication. I think it's gotta be tough. You know, I don't know how the Dallas observer does. I don't know how. Any oh, it's of those, not. It's a, it's a know. pamphlet now. Okay. We know. have a Dallas observer, uh, stand in our practice studio in Dallas. And, uh, yeah, I used to pick them up and they had gone from like, I don't know, 154 pages down to like, 15 pages at times. That's got to be advertising dollars. You just don't have the income. You don't have the the revenue anymore. Well, and they used to have, like when I was over there, I mean, their offices were huge. It was multi-floored. It was right there on Maple Avenue. You know, it was, it was badass, Maple and Oakland. And Backpage, I think it was three stories total because Backpage had a whole third floor. Then everything started separating once Backpage fell out and then Central Track got fired up, it just sucked the hell out of the um, Fort Worth Weekly. But that, which, that's another, or I mean, out of the oh, Dallas Observer, which, yeah, that's another thing that kind of sucks is the, you know, Central Track, which was a huge thing to go to to find out entertainment stuff in Dallas. They had to close up shop or sell off. They may they may still be online. I haven't checked lately, but man, they used to cover like all our friends if they wanted coverage in Dallas, and they would spin music, look up. They had a whole team that would go look up songs and tracks and stuff, and you know, do a, a song of the day type thing from local band. And <coughs> they had to downsize and close up shop. That's sad. It's it's sad, but I don't know. I think it's just the the digital world, and I don't think they've figured out how to drive digital eyeballs to their to their website because they have Facebook and Twitter, and you know, and they're doing whatever they think that that is best. But I don't, I don't know what the answer is. The little bits they do on Instagram is great. 
Yeah. I like those. The little, like, hey, here's a new place that opened. And here's a little video reel of it. Oh, yeah. Checking out the inside and the food they have and stuff. I dig the hell out of that. Uh, That's and, cool. And they have little interviews that Ed Brown does <laughs> with local musicians and stuff, little five-minute clips around the town or something that he does, which are real good. So, yeah. I don't know. So, Maybe I, I need to get him back into our studio. I think he's Maybe cool. Maybe that'll set me straight with him. Yeah. Well, he was one of the worst guests we've ever had. Oh, really? He's in the top five of the worst guests we've ever oh, had. Oh, man. Yeah. It's supposed to be a, um, Ed Brown is just sitting at home taking shots. He's like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> Well, and I, 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 maybe it was an off night. I, I know he came here under a different pretense in our mind because we thought he was a uh, big whiskey connoisseur, and he wasn't. He was a beer connoisseur. Oh yeah, he was doing the beer. Stuff. So I had all this stuff laid out about whiskey, and we were going to do these big tastings and all this stuff, and see what we all liked, and kind of like the thing is, is this high end whiskey that's you know three hundred dollars a bottle as good as just drinking Jack off the shelf type thing, you know, the whole taste test set up and everything. And it just went to hell <laughs> really quick. <laughs> that sucks, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. No, it I've makes had, me laugh. I've had some, some bad ones. You remember that time I had, he was a, a writer and a newspaper on, I won't say his name, but, um, he came on, and he wanted to talk about local politics and stuff, and I wanted to talk about his sexual identity, <laughs> and we did not. You remember? I remember thing? that. Yeah, that was great. It was up for like one day, and he, or like <laughs> that Sunday, he's like, "Dude, I don't. Can can you pull it down?" I was like, "I'll pull it down, man." It was a terrible interview. It made he, I made him look bad. He made me look bad. The whole thing was awful, you know. And it was up for like a couple hours, and it was down. I think it stayed up for a couple of days on one of the sites or whatever. But not that many people heard it. I, I still, to, 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 to this day, want to reach out to him and be like, it was on me. It shouldn't matter what his sexual orientation is. I was just thought I would get a really good story about, you know, coming out and talking to your parents and, you know, what it was like. And, you know, plus I'll, I'm an ally. And so I, I wanted to know. I thought he could answer some things like what exactly is queer? Is queer gay? Is Is it bisexual? You know, what does that mean? And he didn't like those, you know, trying to define those things. It made him really uncomfortable. It was just a bad thing. And I was really had the best intentions, but I know in my heart of hearts that I came off as a freaking asshole (laughs) for doing that to him, you know? Yeah. I know it just happens. People have off days. I know, you know, but it's like, but then like also doing that, you know, and it, it kind of fell with the thing we wanted to do with, with Edward was or Eddie was like, kind of like what you did with him was we thought we were going down one path and it went completely haywire and something else and I don't know it just happens yeah. we have shows like that we all have shows like that I know you do I'm looking at this wall I, I can see like five shows that were just freaking terrible right now yeah <laughs> and they're oh. and they're always great in hindsight. It is. No, because I laugh about them. They're great. They're learning things. And, you know, I hope to get those people back on again and do it all over again. Like, uh, and it was great on uh, 
the uh, the Funky Panther. Well, that's what I was going to ask you if you watched him on there or not. But, yeah, he was good. I, I listened to it, and that's where I found out, you know, that it was all his legal battles that were spawning those stories about Fort Worth. But it's like one of those things. You can live in Fort Worth. I mean, did any of those articles change anything in the elections? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, maybe, I don't know. You know, it's hard. You know, it's, it's Fort Worth. People, you know, it's still pretty red. Mm -hmm. And especially when it comes to judges and political figures, that shit ain't going to change for a while. No, but that doesn't mean that you should just be quiet and and accept it. And you know, if if you're just doing your normal thing, and then you come across a someone that's trying to do you wrong, or someone who's trying to use their power to take advantage, or or whatever, and you have the means and the platform, you'd probably do it. I could see you getting to fight with the judge and be like, "Oh, that's it. I'm going on the podcast every week and talking shit about this judge." Probably not, because I'm afraid that a judge would off me. Oh, you think so? I mean, I did. I did wage war against Keller cops last week. So, well, I know, and you were, and you were, you were at war with half of Colleyville City Council. Well, that's because we had someone we were trying to get into Colleyville, but yeah, yeah, and you were calling them all Nazis. There's a bunch of racism going on. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm not even racist. I'm not saying they shouldn't have been called out. I'm just, you know, saying you haven't been shy about going up against that kind of stuff. When you see it, and if if the Westboro Baptist Church is going to come after you, then you know you need to go to war with that, like, with that church on Denton Highway. You know, so here's the deal, and this is what kind of spawned the whole Keller Cop thing. I've been driving through there for weeks. I've been driving down Denton Highway all week, going up to Keller uh, from my office, and that church has changed names. They're now like the Grace covenant or something like that they're no longer steadfast so i wonder if the entire church has changed or if they felt the need to change their name and disappear under the radar yeah if that ladder. same preacher guy is still there or I, whatever i bet he is you think yeah. so yeah i, I think mean that, that's pretty freaking I think, shocking i think it's just kentucky fried chicken changing their name to kfc lady antebellum changing it just to Whatever. Yeah, Lady A. And the Dixie Chicks, Lady A, and the Dixie Chicks just becoming the chicks. I mean, look, look I understand some of it, but is, <laughs> is, is 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 Dixie a bad thing now? I thought Dixie. I thought was it just, was. I thought it was just. It's a an area. It's south of the Mason Dixon line. That's Dixie, Dixieland. South yeah. of the Mason Dixon line is that we can't we can't talk about that no more. We can't be from Dixie. You know, it's I an mean, area of land. It's just, I don't know, man. It's like <sighs> there are some wars that are just stupid and don't need to be fought. Like we could spend our time and energy on other things that are way better. This I don't know. I know. I just that always just I was just like, why do you got to be the chick? Why can't you be the Dixie Chicks? You know? I mean, can we not? Can you? I mean, if I was to be like, well, you ain't just whistling Dixie. If somebody would be go. <gasps> Oh my god! I can't believe you just said that. You know, my dad, yeah. like my dad, he always says cotton picking, and that's a that's a racial slur yeah. term that offends a lot of people. Even he never yeah. uses it in a 
in a racist way, he just drops his bottle of water and is like, cotton picking water. He picks it up, you know, or he'll stub his toe, yeah. cotton picking. He'll jump, you know, on one foot. It's just, it's just a, instead of saying, God damn it, because he doesn't swear, he says, cotton picking, you know. And if I tried to tell him, every time you do that, you're being racist, he would look at me like I was an idiot. He'd be like, what are you talking about? I am, he's not anywhere near a racist, you know. And yeah, just tell him every time he does it, an angel loses its wings. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it's just funny, but I mean, if you know why that term would bother someone, then you just don't say it, you know. But if someone's yeah. using that term in an innocent way, not trying to offend anybody, there's no reason to fight with them over it, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's certain there are some terms that you can't do that with, but I'm just saying, are, we're gonna fight over Dixie, you know. And, and it, what's funny is that band, you know, pretty much their music career got devastated because they said something bad about George W. Bush when yeah, they were in. They got England. canceled. They said they said they were, and Natalie got death threats and all sorts of stuff but what she said was i am embarrassed to be from the same state as our president yeah but yet now we can run around and say you know fuck the president and call him all these names all underneath the sun no matter who's in charge and it's no big deal That's why cancel Musicians culture is. Musicians can a, say it, people go It's so crazy. That's why there's no such thing as cancel culture. People are going to get canceled no. for for whatever reason at whatever time because they said the wrong thing at the wrong time. There's people out there that should have been canceled a long time ago who will never be canceled. And there are people that, you know, said something 15 years ago instantly and they're canceled now. It doesn't make sense. It's not a thing, though, that any one party controls or anybody is. It's just stupid people reacting, overreacting. You know, it really is. It really is. And so but, I don't know, but it is funny, you know. And then, the, and then you have somebody who like who you know, because there's so much subtlety, and you can be like, well this person didn't mean that or this person didn't mean that or this person was trying to do this or this person was trying to do that or what they're really trying to say is or you know they're just painting him that that way because they don't like him and then Kanye's like uh, I like Hitler I like Nazis and just like okay there's no black and white there Alex Jones is all like okay look I know you're trying to be shocking I ain't trying to be shocking I like him <laughs> just like oh my god yeah, out, it's like out a, of all people Alex Jones tries to pull him out of the dish like three times and he's like no 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 I like and he that you know where he says I love Hitler like really weirdly it's like oh my god I can't believe that. what we're watching is absolutely amazing you know, and if somebody's like, oh, he got canceled, it's like, well, don't you think he should at some point? You know, he's not getting picked on. He's doing all this to himself. I really, I think it's. But he's also, I th- he's mentally unstable. That's exactly and we're it. all getting entertainment from watching someone have a massive meltdown. No, that's exactly and what at it what is. Point, at what point do you go, this guy has mental issues and we're celebrating it? But what do you do? I mean, if if you're his family, do you just try to have him arrested and put in a you know 
a home with a straight jacket until he's re- you know what I mean against his will. I mean, he's- well, what do you do? What you do is won't is what will never be done because the same thing is going on with Trump. You never talk about them again. You yeah. never put them on the news. These entertainment shows don't chase them around. You put them all like like you treat him like Gary Busey. You just stay the fuck away from him and you you watch his career implode and he disappears from the limelight, you know? Yeah, do you ever hear anything about Gary Busey out there? But, but well, like, do you ever hear anything about Kathy Griffith? I mean, she's still around. She's no. still tweeting, but I mean, she's still around. She does the New Year's Eve stuff still, right? I don't think so. I think ever since she does did she the not? whole, okay. ever since she did the whole Trump severed head thing, head thing, nobody's touched her. Nobody's talked about her. She's not on TV. She's not on the radio. I mean, she might have a podcast, maybe, and I think she has a Twitter handle. But I mean, right. she's she's. I mean, it can be done. You just stop talking. I mean, like but I said, stay away. If Trump is such an evil person and is is going to cause the entire collapse of the country, stop giving him attention. Stop shoving the camera in his face. Stop going to all these things that he's doing. Make him be totally under the radar, obscure, Get where he gets to the point to where he loses his mind and just either stops what he's doing or just ends it all. Yeah, I don't think he'd ever do that because he's such a narcissist. But the same thing with Kanye. Stop having him on all this stuff. No, because the people that Who are having him on shit about Kanye. I mean, because the people that are having him on are people that are trying to benefit from him. They're not doing it on for, for good reasons. Alex Jones wasn't trying to clear no. his name. Alex Jones wanted to get the clicks. He knew he's been hurting a lot yeah. lately, and he has this crazy person on there that makes him the crazy person look sane. <laughs> You know, he actually did himself a favor by having Kanye on because everybody's like, oh, Alex Jones doesn't seem so crazy now. Yeah. And he got yeah. a lot Oh, of, no, that was exactly what it is. I mean, his name was in trying, no. all over the news and all over every, everywhere. And it wasn't about Sandy Hook. It was, you know. No. It was when a, that interview was going on, there were so many people that I didn't, I don't even know how you can watch Alex Jones anymore. I think you have to go to his website, InfoWars or whatever. And that's the only way to watch it. I think so. Like, there were I was on Twitter and it was like Twitter was actually quiet the entire time except for people posting stuff from the interview. Yeah. And how over the top it was. And yeah, you're right. It Alex Jones used it as a tool to save himself. Uh-huh. And that's where we are in the state of media these days is and Tim Pool, you bring on who I've never people even heard that are of. falling apart. Yeah. And like that, oh, you haven't heard of Tim Pool? No. But I do now. Why? Uh, because he had Kanye on. Yeah, Tim Pool is is a little wild. He seems like a right wing grifter, just like Shapiro or any of those other guys. It's, well, he live streams his show, and there for a while he was getting swatted all the time by. He said Antifa people that don't, you know, that are against him or whatever. But they would swat his studios all the time or call him bomb threats to his studios or hostage situations to his studio. I think that's some bullshit, man. I don't care how you feel about somebody. Marjorie Taylor Greene is the same thing. She was getting swatted a lot, too. And I don't like her at all. I think she's an ugly, ugly woman. That's not cool, though, man. You don't. Somebody's going to get killed. Somebody is going to get killed. Uh, well, people have gotten killed. At, you know, personal residence people, you know, in the gaming community – that was a big deal for a while. You get pissed off at someone at, for how they 
play on Call of Duty or whatever, you track down who they are and then you swat them. And there were a couple of kids that were killed because they, you know, came out of the house and way too fast, way too trigger aggressive. happy cops. Yeah. Yeah. Trigger happy cops shot them. No, nah, man, you can't be that shit scary. Yeah. All right, man. You know, it's already been an hour. Oh, well, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. So I had more to talk to you about, but I'll go ahead and um, kill it. I just wanted to kind of talk. I haven't done a podcast in so long. Do you ever get to where it's like you just, I want to do it and have about nine people that I want to ask on. It's like I have so much that I want to do that I end up doing nothing. Do you ever do that? Yeah. And I kind of get into that point because you get out, you know, we had to stop having people over all the time because of COVID or our guests would get sick Mm -hmm. and we'd have to reschedule and cancel. And now I'm like gun shy about inviting people over to do the show or getting new guests in the people that have never been here. We do have some coming up. We have one in two weeks. I think it's safe to announce this. I think this is the show Christmas week. Okay. It's two people are coming in here that we have a lot of history with that have never been on this show in 10 years. And finally, a bunch of bridges have been mended and a bunch of hugs were made uh, at the Me Think show that Spectacle played at, at Lola's. <coughs> okay. <coughs> and I've been wanting to get them in here in a while for a long time. Cause I've been friends with a long time, but there's been, there was some falling out, but we're getting the whiskey dick boys to come in. Oh, okay, cool. And they've got crazy ass stories. You know, they're friends with a whole bunch of our friends. They've been around the world three or four times, if not more, seven times, 12 times they've played. They still do shows at Broncos and Hearst, you know, in front of a packed house of, well, that place hold 150 people. Yeah. And then they'll, during the summertime, they'll go over and play in front of 80,000 people at, you know, some crazy metal festival. Oh, that'd be fun. So they, uh, they've got some crazy stories and it was, it was cool coming off stage playing that show with Spectacle and seeing, uh, Fritz and Johnson there and then Johnson and Stubbs cutting it up because, you know, they've been friends forever and had a little bit of, Musical history. Uh, some issues in the past. Oh. They yes, they had some issues in the past. They were steadfast. I mean, mm-hmm. those two, Matt Thomas and uh, Jesse Engel, my old drummer. That was the four members of Steadfast. They should all get together now and call themselves Grace. <laughs> they should. That'd be awesome. Yeah, but it's uh, it'll be it'll be fun. They'll be good. Um, tomorrow, I don't think we're having anybody yet. I think it's just gonna be Matt and I. We okay. got stuff we gotta get cleared up. Oh, okay. I think this is the. We're gonna get back to the schedule of where we have one show a month, where it's just me and him, at least one show a month. Yeah. And that's so, what I wanted. I, 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 I'm always like, I want to do a show just by myself and just maybe talk, play a song, talk, play a song, talk, play a song. But then, I'm like, eh. <laughs> I just never can do it. And so yeah. then it's like, oh, I have to have somebody to talk to. At least you have each other. Because it really is kind of tough yeah. when you're all by yourself. 
It really, I, I mean, I tried to do it as, uh, uh, what's his name? Paul Harvey. Oh, that was, didn't work that out was well. funny. That was funny. <laughs> it's hard to keep a voice. I got so, <laughs> the, the, the equal amount of love and hate of that show is cracks me up. Oh, really? Oh, I loved it. I'm one of the love guys. <laughs> I, we went to that Pussover show. I think it was the same week and had like three people tell me, don't ever do that again. That's what funny. were you doing? That was awful. That's funny. So. The love-hate still there. It was great. And then I guess uh, hopefully here in a couple of weeks, maybe the week of between Christmas and New Year's, we have our annual end-of-the-year show. Oh, yeah. Get you in here. Get Susie in here. I'm always so bad at uh, Robo Tuner. I always forget what I've liked over the last year. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm, now you have a, uh, a, a heads-up. Yeah, kind of a, a few weeks' notice. Yeah, a few weeks notice. We'll uh, we'll get that going. Who was here? I see the end of year, twenty eighteen. Yeah, it was you, Susie, and Robotuner. Uh, Robotuner on that one. I can't find any other ones. This wall's too chaotic. It's usually us. Yeah, I thought it was usually y'all. We do end of the year. Maybe we bring in a sleeper, but. Um, yeah, it'll be all through for sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll be ready. And that'll be after the award show. We'll do the award show this week. Um, hopefully. Yes. This Sunday night. Yeah, we'll probably and, make, uh, maybe we can split it like in two halves where it's like I'll play half on this show and play half on your show. Yeah. And just reference each other. We can totally do that. That way. Depending on. Especially if it's four hours again. Yeah. Four or five hours like they're saying it's going to be. Yeah, like if it's super long um, like that and we have like three or four hours of content, we could just split it. So that'd be cool. That'd be yeah. fun. Um, I'm going to send an email over to the weekly too and see if I find out any information and maybe uh, tomorrow we'll have some information on our show about the awards. Like maybe maybe they have an idea of who's playing or oh, okay. what's exactly happening. So... Yeah, because when I'll I talked the, to Jennifer, they didn't have a lot of that figured out yet. And you talked to her, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or three okay. weeks ago. It, it might have been three weeks. I feel like I haven't done a podcast in a while. <laughs> in a hot minute. Yeah. So, all right, okay. man. Well, well I'll, I'll shoot her message to you with that. Okay. Very cool. Well, all righty. I hope you well, have a good night. Well, it's been fun, man. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go see if those uh, kids are back on my lawn stealing my apples. <laughs> okay, yeah. Make sure you load up damn that damn cat. You're gonna have little BBs in all your apples from that buckshot. True. True. <laughs> and probably a couple of squirrels laying on the ground. Probably. What's up? Make some squirrel dumplings. Oh well. Squirrels deserve it. They're just rats with fuzzy tails. You can eat them. You can't eat rats. I, I would. I don't know if I'd have any. You never had squirrel? squirrel around here? Yes. Oh, okay. Country squirrel. Yeah. Like out in Junction. Oh, yeah, sure, here. but not city squirrel. No, that makes sense. I've never had city squirrel either. Never shot a squirrel in my backyard and had dumplings. And we shot an armadillo once. Oh, really? And I was told um, by my great-grandmother to not eat it because of leprosy. Oh. That's where I found out leprosy comes from... Uh, um, armadillos. I didn't know that till then. Huh? If you don't cook the meat right, you can get leprosy. Dude, I had armadillo eggs the other day. 
Is it really their eggs, though? I don't think it is, right? No, it's it's. Is that just jalapeno poppers? Yeah, it's 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 chicken stuffed with 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 cheese and jalapenos. That's what it is. Yeah. Wrapped wrapped in bacon. It was really good. Yeah. So, so I didn't get leprosy from it, so that's good. Well, that's good. All right, man. Well, I'll see you. Well, I'll see you Sunday uh, then. Okay, sounds good. Take it easy, man. Okay, talk to you later. All right, bye. Later, bye. Favorite podcast, The Funky Town Podcast.